Iskan founder Acharya Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Nantakoti Vaishnava Vrinda ki jai, Namacharya Shri Das Thakur ki jai, Prem Shikaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Shri Rajagadara Shri Vasari Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Shri Shri Radhakrishna Gogopina Shaima Kunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhan ki jai, Vrindavan Dhamma ki jai, Mathura Dhamma ki jai, Navadweep Mayapur Dhamma ki jai, Jagannath Puri Dhamma ki jai, Gangamaya Jamuna Devi ki jai, Bhakti Devi ki jai, Tulsi Maharani ki jai, Samaveta Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Garanga, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya, Bhutale, Sri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namane, Namaste Sarasvati Deve, Gauravani Pacharani, Nirvasesa Sunyavadi Paschachade Satarani, Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Padakamalam, Sri Guru and Vaishnavams Cha, Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagana, Ravanatam Bitams Tam Sajivam, Sadvaitam, Sadvadutam, Padichana, Sahita, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha, Krishna Padam, Sahagana, Lalita, Sri Vishakam, Patamscha, Manchakalpachi, Bishakhi, Bishnabhi, Abhatapatitanam, Bhavanavya, Vaishnavavya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So it's December 26, 2022 in Hillsborough. I'm reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 41, Text 24. Which text? 24. Tam Vasudevanandano. Ritel Vavasyar Naradeva Vartmana Justum Sami Yushwari Tapurasriyo Harmyani Chai Varuhur Nipatsuka Tam that Mathura. That Mathura. Sam Sam Entering. Vasudeva. Vasudeva. Nandanao. The two sons. Vritao. Surrounded. Vyasyai. By their young friends. Naradeva. Of the king. Vartmana, by the road, Drashtum, to see, Samiyu, come forward together, Prarita, hurriedly, Pura, of the city, Striyaha, the women, Harmyani, their houses, Cha, and Eva, also, Aruruhu, they climbed on top of Nripa, O King Parikshit, Utsukaha, eager, 
just a few things I want to look at with the Sanskrit. Um, whenever I see the word drastum, I always remember our old student, Madhurishna. Do you all remember Madhurishna? She always liked the Bhagavad Gita verse that had drastum in it. So what is King Kamsa being called here? What's the word here that's referring to Kamsa? Naradeva. Naradeva, which is interesting, right? What does Naradeva literally mean? King of the Devas. Well, Nara means people. God, God among people. So the king is called Naradeva because he's supposed to be the God among people. It was Kamsa actually a Naradeva. No. He was a Narasura, not a Naradeva. So why is why is he being called Naradeva? Because kings are supposed to be Naradeva. Yeah, so there's a difference between one's official title and one's actual behavior. Right? It's not necessarily that just because you have a title, you are that thing. This is the world of Maya. Maya means that which is not. So what things appear to be or what things are called are not necessarily what they are. Advertisers use uh, right names for their products that may not necessarily really be what the product is. Right? You understand? They make up some nice sounding names or pharmaceuticals also. They try to think up these names that are indicative of some vibrant health but actually the pharmaceutical may cause so many side effects that it makes you sicker. So just because something has a name doesn't mean that's what it is. We talk about this a lot when we talk about raising children in Krishna consciousness and how relationships of love and trust are crucial. And that one shouldn't think that just because one has an official title that one has that relationship. So one may be a father, a mother, a temple president, a GBC, a guru. One may have a title of guide, but unless there's actually a relationship of love and trust, then the relationship isn't functioning the way it's supposed to. Does this make sense to anyone? So it's not just a question of I have this particular title or someone has this particular title that one should become fooled. Other thing I noticed in the Sanskrit are how are Krishna and Balaram referred to? First line. Vasudeva and Nandanel. The ending al means dual. Right? In English we just have singular and plural. In Sanskrit you also have dual. So why are they referred to as Vasudeva's sons? Mature pastimes. Because we're in the mature pastimes, exactly. So they're actually walking through the city with whom? I mean, here it says they're young friends, right? They're walking through with their young friends, so the cowherd boys, but also Nanda, Upananda, the other elderly cowherd men. I mean, probably uses the word elderly, but they weren't elderly like I'm elderly. <laughs> they just, they weren't uh, probably in their 30s or something, 40s. So Krishna's there with Nanda Maharaj, Balaram's there with Nanda Maharaj, but they're not called Nanda Nandanel because this is the mature pastime. So even though they're walking with Nanda, where is Vasudeva right now in the Leela? Prison. He's in prison. So they're walking in Matara with Nanda Maharaj, but they're called Vasudeva Nanda now because this is the mature pastime. 
are. But the main thing that we're, I just wanted to mention those because that's not the main focus of the verse or the commentaries. BBT translation, the women of Matura hurriedly assembled and went forth to see the two sons of Vasudev as they entered the city on the king's road, surrounded by their cowherd boyfriends. Some of the women, my dear king, eagerly climbed to the roofs of the houses to see them. And we have this word in the Sanskrit, the last word in the verse is Utsukam. So there's no BBT commentary. We're going to read the commentary first by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. In order to see Krishna and Balaram entering Mathura on the wide royal road. So how many of you have been to Jagannath Puri? Jagannath Puri, there's a hugely wide road for the Rathiatra cart to go down. Like the rest of the year it has like kiosks on the road. But it's huge so those can be taken down. So the wide royal road, the women of Mathura came forward. Samiyuhu in groups. Some ladies climbed onto the rooftops of the mansions. So I thought it was significant it wasn't all of them. That's Sanatana Goswami's commentary, which Jiva Goswami's is almost the same, so we won't read that one. Three verses, 24 through 26. So tomorrow we'll get to hear more details of how they're coming. Describe the scene as the two boys entered completely, some Pravishta, into the city. Remember they were in a garden outside the city? And they were in a natural garden, a natural forest, wasn't so manicured like the city gardens. The women came close, some who. So I always find this interesting when different acharyas describe the meaning quite differently. So Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur had described some who as meaning the women came close. No, this is Sanatana Goswami says it means the women came close. But Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur said Sami who meant the women came. Should I read it again? Let's read it again. They climbed on the rooftop. No, 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 no. Let's go back. So Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, very short, in order to see Krishna and Balaram entering Mathura on the wide royal road, wide royal road, the women of Mathura came forward, Sami who in groups. So, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur is saying the word Samiyuhu means that the women weren't coming just singly, they were coming in groups. And Sanatana Goswami says Samiyuhu means the women were coming close to Krishna. So Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, in other words, in that they were, they were grouped together. So were they grouped together with each other or are they grouped together with Krishna? You follow? So Vishnu Chakravati Tathura says they're grouped together with each other and Sanatana and Jiva says they're grouped together with Krishna. So this is, when we study hermeneutics, this is one of the things that we look at is more than one meaning of the same word. Just like in any language, in a dictionary, there'll be many meanings often of the same word, correct? And we also look at the meaning in context. So the different acharyas are seeing different meanings here. The women came close, Samiyuhu, to see them as they entered. But because of the crowds, they climbed on the roofs. Though some tried to prevent them, they could not stop them because of their zeal. So what was the word again in the Sanskrit about their zeal? Utsuka. They were very eager. 
Sukadev calls out to Pariket with the same zeal. So when Sukadev Goswami is teaching this, he's also feeling some of this same enthusiasm that the women of Mathura are feeling. And some of the details of their enthusiasm will be in the next two verses, which are very reminiscent of the gopis' enthusiasm to see Krishna in the forest. But here they're so enthusiastic that many of them are crowding around Krishna. And if they can't get too close, and they can't see him, so what happens when we can't get close enough to see somebody in a crowd, we might go to a higher vantage place. So some of them uh, who couldn't get close to see Krishna go up onto the roofs. So they can't, they're not physically close, but they can get a, a vision of him. The women of Matra hurriedly assembled and went forth to see the two sons of Vasudev as they entered the city on the king's road, surrounded by their coward boyfriends. Some of the women, my dear king, eagerly climbed to the roofs of their houses to see him. So this enthusiasm of the women of Mathura is picked up on by Sukadev, who's also feeling this enthusiasm. So we've mentioned many times how Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Vasamrita Sindhu, he talks about how even in common experience, when he gives two examples, seeing a drama or hearing a narration. So we're hearing a story. You know, in those days, very few people were reading. Yes, the printing press was invented about 600 years ago. Rupa Goswami's writing about 500 years ago. So there weren't printed books available. So people weren't sitting and reading very much. We had some discussion among some scholars recently, Prabhupada talking about education in Vedic times. And I was saying, you know, people didn't get very educated in, in our view of education in a society where books basically hardly existed. You know, our concept of education and their concept of education was very different. Anyway, so they weren't so much reading, but they were hearing. Prabhupada talks about how in every town and village in the evening, people would gather and, for storytelling, just like Maharaj is reading from Prabhupada's books every evening, right? So that was the tradition. You know, people nowadays, they come home from work and they sit in front of their television to hear stories, right? To watch stories and hear stories. So this was, this was how people would hear. They would gather, especially in the evening, to hear stories. Or by seeing a drama. So that was also very common. Even Krishna in the spiritual world, every evening, they gather together and they watch entertainers of various dramas. And when we're watching a drama or we're hearing a story, do we often find ourselves experiencing the emotions of the people, the characters in the story? Yes? Particularly, we'll experience the emotions of characters with whom we identify, that, that resonate with us. So Rupa Goswami says that when this happens, the audience is feeling rasa. 
Now, with mundane drama, the actors are not actually experiencing rasa. They're just acting. Yes? And if it's fictional, then there was no character to experience rasa. But with Krishna's pastimes, Rupa Goswami says, and Jeeva and Vishwanath also comment on this in depth, that when we hear the pastimes of Krishna and his associates, or if we see a drama about them, then we experience their rasa. And one of the ways that Rupa Goswami and Shiva Prabhupada also says the same thing, that we can understand our eternal rasa, is that when we hear these stories, which of these characters do we particularly resonate with? But we can actually experience some of the happiness of anyone in the Leela by hearing about them, even though it may not be our particular taste. Again, we experience this in a mundane way. And the same principle applies to the transcendent. So when we are speaking about Krishna, we are meant as, or when we are in a drama about Krishna, just like my daughter and her troops, they perform many dramas, or we also have uh, some of the devotees in the community that put on dramas. So when we're putting on a drama about Krishna, or we're speaking about Krishna, we're not transmitting information. We're not supposed to be transmitting information that after the drama or after the class, you can then apply. That's certainly true, but that's not our main function. The hearing and chanting about Krishna is supposed to be in and of itself an experience of bhakti. That while we're speaking about Krishna, while we're hearing about Krishna, while we're demonstrating pastimes of Krishna, that the speaker and the audience are supposed to be actually experiencing these pastimes. They're not supposed to be just something theoretical. And if we ask about, well, and many times people ask about what is the exact plot details? Like, were the women grouped together with each other or were they being grouped together with Krishna? You know, which acharya is right? And there'll be discussions like this. But that kind of question is missing the point. My good friend Srimati, she said to me, Leela is not about plot. It's about the bhava. It's about the emotion. The, the details of how that emotion or experience in terms of the plot will vary between various people who are observing the plot. So we talked about this before with regard to just before Krishna and Balaram entered Mathura. They're waiting in this garden. And remember first Nanda and the other residents of Vrindavan were waiting in the garden? And they were waiting for Akura to come with Krishna and Balaram because they'd gone by different routes and Akura they had taken this bath. And so there was a separation between the residents of Vrindavan and Krishna and Balaram due to geographical distance. And we were talking a lot about separation. In today's verse, we're talking a lot about meeting. Particularly the meeting of the women of Mathura with Krishna and Balaram. Now, as I explained the other day, this meeting and separation is a very important part of experiencing love for Krishna. And therefore, it's something that we as practitioners of bhakti should be regularly practicing, again, trying to connect with the emotions of the great devotees. Prabhupada said, if we can feel their emotions even to a minute degree, we are successful. 
So Rupa Goswami describes love of God as having five components. The feeling of love itself, which is sometimes called the staibhav, stai means what stays, what always stays there, or the rati, the stimulus, what stimulates it, like here's Krishna and Balaram walking through the city, that stimulates it. The expressions of it, like they're running into the street, they're running into the rooftops, how you demonstrate your love, the voluntary expressions, the involuntary expressions, like you may start to cry, or your hair stand on end, and the transitory emotions that happen as you're experiencing this. So for the first one, the staibhav, or the rakti, the essential feeling of love, for each type of love, Rupa Goswami divides them into different forms of meeting and separation. Because meeting and separation are essential for the basic part of love. Meeting and separation are essential for the basic part of love. And again, we are meant to be cultivating these feelings of meeting and separation even as practitioners of bhakti when we hear about So I know this is talking specifically about the women, and we might assume that all the women who Krishna saw in Matara were in conjugal ball, but that's not necessarily the case at all. They could have been in any of the five different relationships with Krishna. And as Krishna comes to Matara, and he comes to the wrestling arena, we're also going to find this description of the five different relationships with Krishna. So I wanted to look at meeting and separation in each of these relationships. And I wanted particularly to look at the kind of meeting that's going on here. So what is the kind of meeting that's going on here? Does anyone know when Krishna first comes to Mathura? It's Purvara. With that term actually only applies to conjugal. But the meeting that takes place when you've never met Krishna before. So last time when we talked about separation, we talked about a separation where you've already met Krishna and now you're separated from him and you're going to meet him again. But the meeting that's taking place here in Mathura is meeting for the first time. Now, if you're going to say, well, all this is very technical, but Srila Prabhupada wanted us to understand this. And he explained all this in his summary study, The Nectar Devotion, which Srila Prabhupada says we should read the whole nectar of devotion over and over and over. And he prescribed it as one of the most basic books for uh, Bhakti Shastra. Of course, then the devotees just taught the first fourth, but that wasn't Prabhupada's instruction. All right. Anyway, so we're going to look now at the five different rasas, and we're going to look at them in terms of this first meeting with Krishna. Because, again, these women in Mathura, to assume that all of them are all of us have the same relationship with Krishna would be an erroneous extrapolation. So there's neutrality. Now, neutrality, there's only one kind of meeting and separation, and it's called hidden and visible. That, that's all. There's not all these different categories. So how does Rupa Goswami describe visible? When Krishna finally becomes visible, he's been hidden, You're feeling this neutral love towards him, but you're not seeing him, and all of a sudden you see him. He describes this bliss. Now, of course, when those in neutrality see Krishna, they see him as the super soul. 
Do we have this description in the wrestling arena that some of the persons there saw him? Oh, he's the super soul. So this bliss, oh, he's, he's the life of my life. He's the soul of the universe. Rupa Goswami gives an example of a mystic who was in deep trance on Brahman. And when he actually saw the super soul, he just, especially blowing his conch shell, his ecstatic love fully awakened and his mystic trance broke and he broke all of his meditation rules in ecstasy. Now for servitorship, friendship and parental, the particular term for this meeting is called siddhi, which means, siddhi means perfection. Now I find it significant that the separation before the first meeting for servitorship, friendship, and parental is called utkantikam. 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 Now, remember what was the word describing the ladies here again? Utsuka. Now, utsuka meant again, what was the meaning of utsuka? Eagerness. And what does utkantikam mean? What do you guess it means? Same thing. Eagerness, longing. So we haven't met Krishna yet. And so there's this eagerness and this longing. When am I going to meet him? 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 And how is this eagerness before first meeting, how is it nourished? You haven't met him yet, so how is it nourished? Hearing. So as we hear about the eagerness of these ladies in Matura, this should be nourishing our eagerness. This should not simply be, I have to sit in Bhagavatam class, because if I don't sit in Bhagavatam class, I can't see the ashram get prasadam. You know, it shouldn't be like that. Or, you know, well, Prabhupada said that we should listen. And, right, I discussed this in, in uh, my Wednesday classes. We're talking about Bharat Maharaj. And how when he was doing his activities of Krishna consciousness, what was he actually thinking about? A deer. And Prabhupada says this is useless. He said if you're worshipping the deity and you're thinking about something else, he says you won't get any benefit. And so we've been talking about how when we do our service, it should be with our emotions, with our desires. Right? And I had some devotees arguing with me. And they said, well, aren't we just supposed to follow Prabhupada's instructions? I said, but Prabhupada's instructions are to always think about Krishna. Prabhupada's not instructing us to do something mechanical. So when we hear about this mutsuka of the, of the women of Matra, we should be feeling this utkantika kind of separation. I haven't seen Krishna yet. I haven't seen Krishna yet. I haven't seen Krishna yet. When am I going to see him? As we hear about him, as we hear about his form, as we hear about his activities, as we hear about his qualities, as we hear about his devotees. So in Mathura, I'm sure they were all hearing about Krishna. I mean, Kamsa was, right? Krishna killed Putana. I mean, people knew. They knew that Vasudev's son had been taken away. And of course they knew about Vasudev's son uh, by Rohini, Balaram. And Matra and Vrindavan, they're not that far. 
what is it, like six miles? I mean, it's not that far away. And people are always going back and forth from Mathura to Vrindavan all the time. Just like we heard other wives of the Brahmanas, they were hearing about Krishna from the fruit sellers and the flower sellers. So also in Mathura, they're hearing. And of course, there's the Shastra. They're hearing from the Shastra about the Lord. So now they feel, now, but now they're actually seeing him. Krishna's coming, Krishna's coming. Krishna Balaram, they're walking down the street, they're coming. Krishna's coming, Krishna's coming, Krishna's coming, Krishna's coming. Just, their eagerness reaches a fever pitch. So for those in servitorship, their city, Rupa Goswami uh, quotes Bilva Mangala describing Krishna's form. You can see those that are in servitorship, they're going to see Krishna and Balaram walking down the street and, oh, look at his clothing, look at his garland. He was probably wearing shoes though in Matura, huh? Look at his beautiful shoes. Another example Rupa Goswami gives is of Akura. When Akura first went to Vrindavan, he's in servitorship. And how he saw Krishna and Balaram, remember that? When Akura first sees Krishna and Balaram in Vrindavan, he first sees their footprints and then he sees them. Another example of Rupa Goswami gives is of Prajuna. Now Prajuna is interesting. Remember he was kidnapped when he was a baby? Missing children report? Yeah. <laughs> and then he grew up in the home of a demon. Then he's brought back to Dwarka with his wife. So basically he's seeing Krishna for the, for the first time. And this is a certain kind of servitorship when you're one of Krishna's children. And when he saw his father, Krishna, for the first time, he forgot who he was. He, he looked, he's just like, who, who am I? He was so overwhelmed. So then Rupa Swami describes this Yukanti come leading to city, the city in friendship. And here he describes Arjuna, not the coward boy Arjuna, but the Pandava Arjuna. So the first time that the Pandava Arjuna saw Krishna was in Draupad's kingdom. When Drupad, right, he had this swine bar for his daughter, Draupadi, and the Pandavas went there incognito to win the hand of Draupadi. So Krishna was also there at that swine bar. And Krishna was just wandering around Drupad's kingdom, and I guess he needed a pot. I don't know, he was in a potter shop. Imagine that, you know, you go to Walmart and there's Krishna shopping for pots. You know, so Arjuna is just walking through Drupad city and there's a potter shop and he sees Krishna. And he just became completely stunned. I'm finally seeing Krishna. I mean, here in Matra there's a big fanfare, right? Krishna's coming, Krishna's coming, they're running out. But there Arjuna, and Arjuna was in Thagnino. <laughs> He wasn't even revealing openly who he was. And then parental. Now parental is interesting because you can think, how can there be any Utkantikam and city in parental? I mean, I guess you could say like during pregnancy there's an Utkantikam because you're getting anxious to see your child and you haven't seen them yet. But you think, you know, the parents, they're the first persons to see the child. So there's also those in parental mood who are not literally parents. Right, there's uh, Krishna's teachers, his elders. I mean, of course, he's an elder, but he's in servitorship. 
uh, Kunti is in this mode. But Rupa Goswami gives the example of some of the wives of Vasudeva. And I found this interesting because we read in other places that Rohini and the wives of Vasudeva, other than Devaki, were all in Vrindavan. But evidently they weren't all in Vrindavan. So Vasudeva was with Devaki and some of his wives were in Mathura, and Rohini and some of his wives were in Vrindavan. So some of the wives that were in Mathura, they had not seen Krishna and Balaram who were their stepchildren. And they had maternal love for him. So Rupa Goswami, he, he's describing Krishna in the wrestling arena, that there they started to have milk flow as soon as they saw Krishna and Balaram for the first time. Now, in conjugal, there's more varieties of separation described by Rupa Goswami than for the other rasas. Remember we said in neutrality, there's just hidden invisible. And in servitorship, parental, and uh, friendship, there's three kinds. There's the separation before having seen and in the meeting, separate, well, sort of two and a half. Separation by distance and then meeting again and then eternal meeting. In conjugal, there's many more. So here we're looking in conjugal at what's the name for the separation before having met? Purvarag. Purvarag is this separation before having met. And the, the meaning is called samstika, which means shyness or abbreviated meeting. So when someone's a, a lover of Krishna and they meet with him for the first time, they're very shy. And Krishna's also very shy. So they're, they have kind of a, a hesitant meeting. Mm-hmm. And so Rupa Goswami describes this as when Radha and Krishna met for the first time, that Krishna's hug of her was like the peacocks dancing. So I wanted to also think about where in the Shastra do we read about various devotees who were sadhikas. I mean, maybe some of you are Nichisiddha devotees, but for me, I'm a sadhika. So, and I'm very, I'm kind of Adushrata sadhika. But where do we read about the Sadika devotees who met Krishna for the first time? Can you think of some? Uh, the the uh, Rishis. Which Rishis? The Rishis, uh, personified Vedas. The personified Vedas. Yes, all right. When they're seeing Krishna's pastimes on earth for the first time, they're watching. What are some other examples? Okay, the, the Brahmana's wives, when they saw, they had heard about him, right? Like from the flower sellers and the fruit sellers. And then the cowherd boys came, they actually saw Krishna for the first time. Some other examples? Could be Vishnu too, Krishna and Vishnu. Dhruva. Dhruva. Right? He's met, he hears about the Lord from his mother. His mother's, you know, actually first from his stepmother, go worship the Lord. And then he hears from his mother that, you know, the Lord is often found in the forest. So he's going and he's meditating on the Lord. And then he's meditating on the Lord in his heart. And then the meditation breaks and he actually sees. What are some other examples? In Shaitani Lila, there's an example of the Brahman who keeps cooking and then 
Oh, that's a wonderful story. So Chaitanya Leela, the Brahmana, for the people on the internet who can't hear, uh, the Brahmana, who's, he's cooking and he's offering to his deity of Gopal. Right? And then he actually sees Lord Chaitanya, actually comes, first he thinks it's just this naughty little boy, and then the Lord actually shows that he is the same Gopal, and he's in such ecstasy. Some other examples we find of this first meeting. There's lots of them. The Prachetas, right? They've been instructed by Narada, by Lord Shiva, actually first just by Narada, and they're meditating under the water. And then they actually they actually see the Lord. He comes with eight arms on the Buddha. And their ecstasy. Prahlad? That's quite a first meeting. <laughs> That's a very dramatic first meeting. <laughs> So he's always meditating on him. <laughs> there he jumps out of the pillar. <laughs> Never before seen before. Aditi, remember she wants to save her children that have been conquered by the demons and she's doing this austerity and then the Lord appears before her and she offers dandavats and ecstasy. She can hardly... Now we have many, by many accounts of our acharyas, that the devotees feel like they're meeting Krishna for the first time, even if they haven't met Krishna. For the oh, what about Ramlila? Who gets to see Ram for the first time? Hanuman. What? He's not a sadhana. No, he's not. I was asking about sadhana. All right. So we have siddhas. Well, that's I was I was going to now the siddhas. The sages and dhanikaras. But now let's move to the siddhas who feel like they're seeing the Lord for the first time, even though they've met him before. So we have like Hanuman. He feels like, oh, I'm meeting Ram for the first time. Sita in the garden, where she sees Ram for the first time. But it's like that in Krishna's eternal lila. Although the Lord is always there, the devotees often feel that they're seeing him for the first time. Because Krishna is Navayovana. So we're just about to see Radhagalokananda. And a lot of us in this room already saw Radhagalokananda a few hours ago. And we might think, why have we seen him? But there's this real sweetness to feel like, oh, I'm seeing him for the first time. This eagerness. You know, okay, it's time for japa. Chanted japa yesterday, chanted japa the day before, chanted japa the day before. But it should be, oh, this eagerness. Oh, I'm going to get to be with the holy name. I'm going to get to see the deities when we pick up the Shastra. The Shastra is also Krishna. Ah, I'm going to get to read the Shastra. And is it ever fresh? Yes. Prasada. It's Krishna. So this excitement, this eagerness, pushing forward in the crowd to get close to Krishna, trying to get close, 
And if we can't get close, they're going up on the rooftops. Some kind of eagerness. And as I say, the next couple of verses, we'll see even more of their eagerness to see Krishna for the first time. So we should, this is not just, you know, learning some pastime so we could fill out a test or <laughs> some kind of theory. But we should actually be feeling this eagerness. How can I keep seeing Krishna ever fresh within everything in my life? Krishna is actually there. How can I find him? Mahaprabhu is finding him in a sand dune. How can I find Krishna everywhere with this eagerness for the first time? Shila Prabhupada, he